It's show 36 of the Rim Pro Report. Today, an in-depth look at local web search marketing. As well, we'll take a look at the latest industry news. This show is exclusively sponsored by our good friends at O'Neill Software. O'Neill's award-winning and AT&T certified RS Mobile software connects field service staff to your RS SQL database, allowing them to do more of their tasks without having to return to their desks or workstations. It's designed to be easy to use, but providing powerful functionality, RS Mobile allows you to carry out work once with the philosophy of do it right the first time, saving money and increasing revenue opportunities. For more info, contact O'Neill or learn more at O'NeillSoft.com. The tea and crumpets are ready. Are you? Welcome to the Rim, Rim, Rim Pro Report, the one and only weekly broadcast for the Rim support services industry. Bustling with news, views, here's what I believe, and the latest updates. That's just them. Mm-hmm. This show is full of interesting information, stories, yes, important product and service reviews, yes, and a cast of industry characters included. Yes. <laughs> Record center operators, shred and destruction vendors, media and electronic vaulters, scanners and imaging providers. Take note, this show is for you. Now here's your host, Tom Adams. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm glad you are here today. April has flown by. Man, it just blows me away. But we have another good show for you today. And uh, I'm saying that because it's going to be kind of like one we did about four weeks ago. Remember we did that show on Google AdWords and pay-per-click marketing. You know, I got so much positive response on that show that I decided today to do another educational show for you. Not that the other shows are not educational because they really are, but there is so much cool stuff happening out there in the world as it relates to our industry. And based on that feedback I got from that show, I wanted to share another one of those types with you. So today I'm going to be discussing the whole local side of web marketing. Plus, as we do every week, we'll look at some of the industry news. And today I want to introduce you to our special guest this week, Mr. John Cleese. There are some who call me Tim. Tim? Oh, okay. Well, whatever they call you, uh, John Cleese, I am a huge fan. And now for something completely different. Right. I love that in Monty Python, something completely different. Ministry of Silly Walks, that, even to this day, that kills me when I watch that. Dead Parrot sketch, I I love the Dead Parrot sketch. It's not dead, it's resting. Uh, anyways, I raised my kids watching Holy Grail, and now they are devoted fans. Um, Faulty Towers, man, I love that show. And those of you who are listening, if you haven't seen Faulty Towers, this has to be one of my all-time favorite series ever. And then, you know, John Cleese, you even got into our industry Uh, Remember when you starred in those Iron Mountain digital commercials? That was kind of cool. It is impossible to convey the full elegance of Iron Mountain digital solutions. Well, yeah, well, based on the news in the last few weeks uh, with the demise of digital and the departure of Brennan, it seems like the whole thing didn't go so well. You think your commercial had anything to do with that? But how was I supposed to know? Why didn't you tell me, you heartbreak? 
Well, I'm not so much blaming you, John, but you have to admit the interpretive dance in the blue spandex on the green screen background in this industry might have left a bad taste in people's mouths. It wasn't even funny. Yes, well, that's the sort of blinkered philistine pig ignorance I've come to expect from you, non-creative garbage. Oh, well, uh, ouch, that kind of hurt. I'm really, really sorry. I apologize unreservedly. I offer a complete and utter retraction. No. The imputation was totally without basis in fact and was in no way fair comment and was motivated purely by malice. And I deeply regret any distress that my comments may have caused you or your family. And I hereby undertake not to repeat any such slander at any time in the future. Well, I certainly do appreciate the apology and regret, uh, Mr. Cleese. Thank you for that. Uh, so really, <laughs> do you think it was the commercial that caused it to all go down? Subversive little bugger, aren't you? Real <laughs> team player. Well, you're going to get the Employee of the Month award, my toxic friend, because the answer is really quite simple. <laughs> oh, John, I don't need an answer. I just enjoyed asking you the question again. Okay, so to sum up, you are an evil, malicious little git. Uh, oh, <laughs> Well, I could do this all day. I love bantering with you, uh, John, but I have to get to the news. So let's go pull out the news. Well, here's what happened this week in RIM. Amazon, you know, your friends Amazon, uh, the cloud, and their cloud service division, the specifically the EC2 division, I uh, had some issues. Their whole that whole division, their whole cloud computing area crashed. A number of major services like Foursquare, Reddit, and even more. Uh, th- this was a fairly significant outage in the cloud, and uh, Amazon, as one of the two monster cloud players in in the world right now, uh, knocked out. You know. Foursquare, Reddit, uh, so many other things. The RimPro Report, we actually used to host our audios on the CloudFront uh, part of their um, their servers, but thankfully, you know, we're no longer on them, and thankfully, we're not hit by the issue. But I guess it just continues to show us that despite all its promise, the cloud and its backup capability is still prone to failure, and when it goes, it goes big. So... This week proved that for a lot of web entities. Hey, UK adopts a new EU data protection law, or actually they adopt the EU data protection law. The British government is incorporating the European Union's Data Protection Act, which forces ISPs and telecommunications firms to report data breaches immediately to the commissioner's office. This calls for immediate discussion. Well, it sure does, John, but I don't think the big discussion needs to happen right now on the show. I guess ultimately the point is uh, data breaches continue they continue to show up and more and more the governments are forcing companies forcing players in the space to actually come clean about it well speaking of reported data breaches sony confirms a huge data breach this week 
you know, if you're a gamer or if you're just interested, Sony confirmed that a data security attack, which actually obtained usernames, passwords, and even credit card information, is behind the inaccessibility of the entire PlayStation network. Patrick Siebold, the company's senior director of corporate communications and social media, said that the PlayStation network has been taken down while the firm investigates this external intrusion. In the same week, Google chooses to show the data center security that they employ. And uh, if you haven't seen this yet, it's worth a look. Google this week released a video showcasing the security and data protection practices in its data centers, which includes some interesting footage from the company's uh, data center in South Carolina. I'll send you a link if you go to the rimproreport.com website where this audio is actually being hosted. I think this kind of video would be a great sample for your own security video to show on your website. Hey, the Texas Secretary of State has issued a certificate of filing for a nonprofit organization that seeks to heighten the awareness of records management industry in Texas. John Miller, who's been mentioned on this show a number of times, CEO of the Document Storage from West Tex Document in Lubbock, Texas, is the registered agent and one of three directors of the Texas Independent Records Management Association, or TIRMA, T-I-R-M-A. According to the press release announcing the formation of TIRMA, its purpose is to provide public consumer education. John happened to say that they'll accomplish that by conducting public discussions, forums, panels, lectures, workshops, or other means for the public to gain information on which to base sound decisions for outsourcing records management to commercial vendors. And they also intend to work strongly with the Texas legislature and attorney general's office and other agencies of the state to formulate laws in Texas to protect consumers against identity theft while balancing the impact on business activities. A number of their uh, people are involved in the leadership of that and uh, so congratulations to John and all the directors of that association for doing something significant in the state of Texas. Hey, Todd McCullough, the owner of Lenexa, Kansas-based ProShed Securities uh, Shredding Franchise, uh, which serves Kansas and Missouri, has actually just acquired the Lenexa-based Secure eCycle, which is a company that provides destruction and recycling of obsolete electronics. Secure eCycle, which has been in business for more than 10 years, uh, has offered data destruction, recycling, and remarketing of electronics. The company employs an asset tracking and reporting system that can provide on-demand reports as well as a certificate of destruction and a continuity of ownership document that proves each asset is handled in compliance with all the required laws. So Todd McCullough says he expects to double the staff in the next year in light of the business opportunities that accompany uh, this whole area of secure recycling services. So today, ProShred and Secure Recycle uh, under the leadership of Todd McCullough actually have staff of 15 people and serve nearly 2,500 clients. So congratulations to Todd on that. Hey, Nate is proud to announce that member companies E-End, which is out of Frederick, Maryland, Regional Computer Recycling and Recovery out of Victor, New York, and Reclamere. Remember a number of months ago, we had a special guest on from Reclamere in Tyrone, PA, are the most recent to be awarded the NAID AAA Certified.
Certification of Sanitation. So congratulations to them. Hey, May 5th coming up 2011, the next secure to Certified Secure Destruction Specialist exam will be held in San Francisco. So those of you who are preparing for that, can good luck to you in that whole thing. Hey, and this is interesting. This is a note to all of you shredders out there. Uh, Mount Sai High School's Transitional Learning Center, which is in North Bend, Washington, which is southeast of Seattle, uh, and they provide employment training to students with intellectual disabilities, including autism, Asperger's, and mental illness. They're now doing something as a part of their training, which is essentially the center students now help run a shredding business for the school, the district, and the community. The money they earn from this whole shredding operation goes to pay for field trips. And for these students, uh, they say it's not about the money. They just love shredding paper. The center has actually functioned since the late 1990s, but started charging for shredding only four years ago. All of the students... Uh, our first year workers and after they do this these assessment sessions at the beginning of the student of the school year each of the students gets to work in shifts in the whole program you know i tell you that because it's really interesting what's happening the whole world is getting into shredding it continually and i i think this is a wonderful program i think it's incredibly cool that someone's like this is doing this uh the the thing to me though is that when the whole world is doing shredding, it forces you, it forces you to pay attention, it forces you to be aware of what's going on so you can differentiate yourself. Do try to pay attention if you had your meds. Well, <laughs> even John, if you don't have your meds, I think it's important to listen to what's going on and be aware of that. So really interesting stuff in in that whole in the whole world of what's happening out there beyond our industry but it dramatically affects our industry well finally this bit of important news the royal wedding you know it's tomorrow uh, i am excited like i said at the beginning of the show the tea and crumpets are out and um, so hey john what do you think of the new princess to be what fascinates me though is how people watching her on television yeah. can they not see that she's basically learned certain speeches and she does them very well yeah. she's got a very good memory yeah, she does but it's like a nice looking parrot <laughs> parrot wow I wasn't expecting that. That's very interesting. I, I think she's quite adorable. Well, you know, John, uh, we could chitter-chatter all day about this stuff, about your, you know, your commercials and about all the stuff going on in the UK. But for now, I think that's it for the news. And, you know, out there, if you have any um, news items that you want to share with us in Rimland, let me know. I'd love to pass them on during the show. <laughs> Well, today I want to explain an area of web marketing that is incredibly important to all of you, and that is this whole concept of local search marketing. I want to do it in as short a time possible, but I want to spend long enough at it so you get it within the time that we have. You can't, despite what you may think, you simply huh? don't have the mental capacity required to accomplish such a task in such a short time frame. <laughs> Heaven forbid I should do anything to harm your sense of self-esteem. Well, that really helped to get me prepared. I, ooh, 
self-esteem, I don't think that's an issue. So just give me a chance, John. Just give me a chance and, and let me try and explain this in the next few minutes because I think it's so incredibly important. Stand and deliver. I will. So here we go. It is now apparent based on the research provided by many organizations, Google included, that local search is critical. Here are just a few statistics to remind you of the importance of this. You know that 73% of all online activity is in one way or another related to local content. Uh, that comes from Google. The Kelsey Group suggests that 70% of online searchers will use local search to find offline businesses. Uh, Comscore Networks, which actually does a lot of analytical analysis of what's going on on the internet, says 43% of search engine users are seeking a local merchant to buy something offline, which to me is an incredibly important thing. They're searching online to find something offline. Uh, Kelsey and BizRate actually did a survey a while back, and they suggest that 25% of all commercial internet searches are conducted by users looking for local merchants. And then in a recent Comscore report that just came out at uh, a conference just a couple of weeks ago, 70% of 2,000 survey respondents listed online as their primary starting place when looking for local business information. Now, I realize all those numbers are somewhat divergent, but the point to me here is no matter what, local search matters. So what is local search? Local search is the use of specialized internet search engines, typically within the main search engines, that allow users to submit geographically constrained searches against a structured kind of database of local business listings. And then the search engines deliver those results typically connected to a map listing of some sort with a pin on it to define the location of the results. So let me explain this a little bit more. See, over the years, searches have received, searchers have received so much information unrelated to the search that they have learned to refine their searches. So if you need someone in your own city, use the search term in the city name. So instead of just typing shred service or shredding service, they are more likely now to type shred service or shredding service San Diego. Once a local search term is included, like a city name or city name and state, the search engine pulls the data from a different database, which is a local database, and delivers it as a local result. So in the last number of months, that particular structure has been radically and considerably repositioned in the search results. Both Google and Bing, the two largest search engines, are waging battle with each other to provide the best local results to a search. And in the back of their minds, and Google has actually clearly stated this in a more public way, they aim to kill the yellow pages. It's their goal to get rid of yellow pages, at least the hard copy ones. And because the value of these local search results is extremely high and the evolution of this becomes more and more important, the actual search results now show as 
prominent in the search listings that show that the search engines deliver. So when you do a search, you're going to find that at the top of the page, especially when you include a local listing or a local phrase in there, a city name, you're going to get the paid clicks at the top, which we talked about a month ago. And then immediately underneath that, you're now going to get the local results or the map results. Um, so the interesting thing to me is this, this just keeps growing and growing. And along with that, um, the, the cool thing is that many of the hottest internet sites, including Facebook, have now added a significant local presence to them. Facebook has an entire what's called Facebook Places structure that is typically accessed from mobile phones. Yelp, which many of you have heard about, and it seems to be particularly oriented to restaurants, but has huge implications for local businesses, is truly all about local. Foursquare, which I'm not sure you've heard of, but I assume many of you have, is one of the fastest growing internet properties and it's fueled by mobile use but it allows users to check in to a local establishment and in all of this the the local implications of web become stronger and stronger and stronger and Add to that the myriad of local sites like CitySearch, Local.com, what super pages and yellow pages and all of these other big data providers are doing. The internet continues to become progressively less the worldwide web and more the local in your backyard web. In fact, Google now identifies where you are actually accessing the internet from and can and will serve you local results even if you now don't even ask for a local results. If there is an understanding in Google's algorithm that there is local intent based on your keyword search and they now put that in a prominent position as I already said. So, Given that I've just explained it to you, why does this matter to you? Well, primarily because even if you are a national player, you are still delivering service at a local level and people at a local level, your prospects, your business prospects are searching for you as a local entity. And so it's incredibly important that you show up in all the local results that the search engines are delivering. So how do you go about doing that? Well, let me explain first that it's quite likely that you already have a local listing in many of the search engines and locally focused websites. I, I am aware of many of you actually have listings that you don't even know exist. See, the search engines and many of these locally focused type property websites or locally focused business websites actually pull their data from a variety of significant data sources. These include such places as the Better Business Bureau, InfoUSA, you know, the mailing list source, and a whole lot of other sources like that. This data is actually purchased by the search engines and placed within their own data uh, in whatever format it arrived from all these consolidated vendors. Often this information is just in bits and pieces and very often it's incredibly inaccurate. So the good news in this is you already likely have a local listing in the major search engines. The bad news is it likely needs significant amounts of help. Now, 
The only way to ensure that you have the correct data in those local search results is you have to claim your listing. And this is where the fun begins. See, the search engines want and need you to claim your listings. They want great data. They want the most accurate knowledge they can have. But they also want to make sure you are who you say you are. This claiming process requires a series of steps that may include automated phone calls and PIN numbers or letters from the search engines to you to confirm that you are, in fact, the owner of the listing that you now have claimed. But there is more to it than that because the search engine themselves still want the best results for their searchers, so they also allow you to fill out your listing in the claiming process with your specific service categories, your hours of operation, your specialties, pictures, videos, and a whole lot more to enhance your local listing. So this process requires a lot of work and effort to get it right. Now. The question you might be asking is, so why should this matter to me? Well, you are not the only one to have a listing. And everyone else who's in the databases actually potentially has a listing too. So you just don't want to have a listing. You want your listing to actually show in the search results when someone does a search against a particular type of terminology that matters to you, whether it be record storage, shredding, data protection, uh, scanning, any of the services that we offer in this whole RIM industry, if they search against a specific term, you want to show up in the local listings to support your place in the internet. Now, uh, the important part here is that they're typically, and I'm talking in Google's sense right now, which is called Google Place Pages. Google Place Pages, when it delivers these local listings to a search result, tend to only deliver a maximum of seven listings. Well, if there are 10 competitors in your city and only seven show up in the listings on the first page, there's a reason why Google decides to deliver those listings and not the remainder of the listings. And so there is more than just claiming your listing. There's more than just sort of knowing it's there. If you want to be found, you actually have to do work to get found. So how do you do that and not get stuck in the under the seven crowd so that you're not on the first page, you're not in the best local results ranking? Well, here's the dilemma in all this. Almost weekly, this process keeps changing. But here is what we know for sure, and here's what we continue to prove and experience on a regular basis. Number one, you actually have to claim your listing. If you want to be on the top of those search results, or at least well-placed in those search results, you've got to do the work to claim your listing. As I've already suggested, that's not an easy process. There's a lot of steps involved, and there's a lot of work. Secondly, not only do you have to claim your listing, but you have to complete your listing, which means you have to spend and add the time necessary to, uh, to obtain the information and then input it into your listing. And that means, like I said earlier, things like hours of operation, where you service, uh, the categories you work in, the, the service offerings, and a whole bunch of extra information that allows you to uh, sort of enhance the listing to get a better result. The search engines like and love enhanced listings. Thirdly, and this is really important, not only do you claim it, 
and you not only have to complete your listing, but you have to have significant support for your listings. And what I mean is this, the search engines still rely on the other data sources to confirm what you are saying in your listing is actually correct. Case in point, if you decide on a whim just to test this whole concept of local search marketing and use an alternate number to claim your business listing with, a Google actually goes and looks out at the Better Business listing, your Info USA listing, your Super Pages listing, your Nade listing, and then it compares what it finds out there in the data support world to what you added to your listing and then algorithmically decides which is the correct one. And ultimately, within its own brain of the algorithm chooses which one is going to get the results. So even if you claim a listing and put the wrong number in there, Google will often revert the number to what is supported out in the broader world. Uh, this confirmation or support of your listings within the data world is called a citation. And these citations come not only th not only from three to four entities like the ones I've already mentioned, but hundreds of different entities become the support mechanism for this entire local search result process. Number four, so we got you got to claim your listings, you got to complete your listing, and then you have to have support for your listing. But number four, uh, from here on out, it gets really fuzzy in terms of what keeps you listed in a higher position. Here are some of the keys we know. First, your name, address, and phone number need to be consistent across all entities. For the record, local searches do not support PO box numbers. So those of you in the data protection field who don't like to show where you live, uh, be aware that you're not going to do well on local search results. So PO boxes don't count. You've got to show your official address. Secondly, and that address has to be supported in the citations in all of the other data sources. Secondly, in terms of some of these other fuzzier features, your number needs to be local and unique, meaning if you have two locations in your city, you cannot typically use the same number on both. Google suggests that if you have a local place over here, it's likely got its own local number. You need to use that. And it needs to be unique to a location. The next issue is, is also a fuzzy one. The location in the city that you are and your proximity to the city center in the search query actually matters. So if you're on the extreme edges of a city or actually outside of a city where you're doing your business, and I know many companies in this industry tend to, for the sake of better office or better warehouse um, rent prices or ownership, it's a little bit cheaper to be out of the city, but the farther out of the city you are, sometimes the more it affects your local ranking. The categories you choose need to be consistent with what you do. And there's a whole set of category issues that, that come up in your in claiming listings. Then this, this one now starts playing a, a, a significant role depending on what part of the industry you're in and, and how many other things are happening this way. But the whole concept of reviews, you know what reviews are. It's when people go to a, a website somewhere and say, this business sucks. And those reviews start actually not just showing up in the search engine that you place them in, in the local place pages in Google or in the local business listings in in Bing, the, the reviews that come from other 
properties. So the Yelp review will show up and affect you. So what we're seeing is the more reviews, whether good or bad, the more reviews of your business that are provided, uh, not just at Google or at another property, but consolidated ones tend to have an effect on your, your ranking. Fact is, there are tons of other little factors that play into your to your benefit or actually can become a detriment in your local place pages. And that often comes as it relates to the competitiveness of your local market and the, the evidence of search terms and related information on your own website. In all the work that we do, we continue to learn these things. See, there's just no stable, consistent way to do things. The crazy search engines change weekly, if not quicker. And just when, you know, from our perspective, we think we've got something figured out, another change comes along that we need to react to. Here are some issues we see in the local search marketing world. In the record storage world, especially in Google, the self-storage providers hog a lot of the space. For some reason, because of the history that self-storage has had with the word storage, um, they tend to get priority in this area, mainly because uh, self-storage vendors have spent a lot of years focused on local because that's where their whole business lies, and they've been doing it much longer than rim service companies have. Claiming your listings, this is another issue we've seen, claiming your listings, especially by mail, can be a month-long process. And then if you get stuck in the middle of a significant search engine change, especially as it relates to this local stuff, you can get hung out to dry even longer. And then finally, if you have bad data or new data, it can be harrowing. That's why the quality of your citations is so incredibly important. Bottom line, local search is critical to your success in web marketing. And as we move forward, it becomes even more so. As much as paid search, the stuff we talked about last month, is the revenue and often the biggest cost factor, local is the growing player in search. And local is the new SEO. So traditional SEO is now losing its power. And for many, it's thankfully so. Because... SEO in its traditional format can be fuzzy at best. I suspect this might actually raise some questions for you. And if so, shoot me an email, uh, RIMPRO report. There's places where you can contact me. There's phone numbers. There's actually a form on there. So I hope ultimately this has helped you to improve your thinking and knowledge around web-based marketing. Have you in fact got any cheese here at all? Uh, no, there's no cheese here, but you know, John, I think it's time for us to go and get some. I know a great little cheese shop just down the street. Well, folks, you know, that's it for today. I hope this, uh, this little focus on, on, uh, marketing has helped you. I, it's the stuff I love talking about and next week we'll be back with another interview, but this week I thought I'm just going to give you some more information. John Cleese, man, it's been great having you. It's a huge privilege. I am a huge fan. And despite the fact that there's likely still some awkwardness with you in our industry, it was nice to have you here. Nice to do business with you. Yeah, well, you're out the door already. I will be there with you shortly. And to you too, thanks for joining us today on the show. It's been great. It's been fun. Don't forget the uh, Royal Weddings tomorrow. And as always, I am extremely grateful to... 
O'Neill, our exclusive software provider. You know, Prism is coming up in a couple of weeks, so take some time to go talk to Ian and the sales team at O'Neill Software. You can't miss their booth. It's always very front and center. It's one of the largest, and there's a reason to meet with them. See, they've got great software and great tools to make your record center better. They've got the leading edge research and development teams, the support teams. So check them out. Check them out at Prism if you're going. And if you're not, check them out at O'NeillSoft.com. Folks, it's a wrap. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the wedding. We are out of here. Thanks for joining us on the Rim Pro Report with Tom Adams. If you enjoyed the show, please tell others. Our website is www.rimproreport.com, where you can find show archives and a whole lot more. This broadcast is produced and hosted by Flourish Press Incorporated. Join us again soon.